Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome back. And I'm here, Aisha Hogan, visionary and strategist of iAwesome, the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery. I'm a life strategist, a hypnotherapist, and I am here today with Deidre Moran. And she is another author of From Bottom to Top. And for those of you that are haven't been following the series or you're just starting now and you know I'm going to go back and listen to some of the other the other podcasts that we did about this the reason why this book was written from bottom to top is that we've been there you know we've been to those points in our lives where we feel raw where we feel naked where we feel like I don't know what to do with my life some of us have gone as far as to to contemplate ending our lives um it's those moments where we just don't know where to turn and we feel completely stuck and completely lost. And the reason why I wanted to write this book is, you know, we're now sort of, where, where are we now? We're at September, 2021. So you know that COVID is still going on and a lot of the, the, the suicide rates have gone up drastically all over the world. And the reason for this book is to let people know that no matter what you've gone through in your life or wherever you are, there are options. There are other options and suicide is an option. Not everybody in this, in this, in this book got to the point of contemplating that, but it certainly is an option, but there are better options. You know, there are better options. So Deidre, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to write your story in From Bottom to Top. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about who you are in your life right now. Um, okay, I'm 40. Last year was a very hard year for me. So I say I'm 42 years old and I've just been reborn. Okay. So my birthday essentially was a year, almost a year ago in November of this year. Right. I'll be 21. <laughs> um, <laughs> so well, what that means is in, in my life, I've gone kind of all over the place, all around emotionally. I've had a lot of um, things that I've dealt with, depression, anxiety. I was diagnosed at one point with bipolar. Um, I've just had a lot of emotional downs, not so many ups. Okay. And so where I'm at right now is I'm in the part of my journey where I'm in a constant sore going up. I'm not flatlined. I'm not going straight. I'm constantly going up. I'm increasing. Um, I'm learning to love. I have really learned how to love myself, how to put myself first, how to set boundaries and not just in my personal life, but in my professional career as well. Um, so right now I'm going up. Awesome. So I've got a couple questions here for you. So what do you do for your professional career right now? Professionally, I am almost two decades in teaching. Awesome. I'm a language arts teacher. I started off teaching um, middle school, sixth grade language arts. And right now I'm teaching ninth grade high school language arts. I'm also been dabbling in some writing. I do editing and proofreading and about two months ago, I launched my business and which is a writing coach business. Amazing. That's, you know, what I really love about all the authors in from bottom to top is that they're all contributing, you know, mm -hmm. in some way of teaching or coaching or whatever. And it's like in those moments that we were at the bottom, I bet you we never thought we'd be doing that. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, 
we've all changed. A lot of us have changed our lives like completely 180, doing something completely different than what we started. You know, our yeah, my, my story was um, it's important for me to share my story, but through the process, I realized how many other people have share as well. And um, through my career of being a teacher, I realized how much I acknowledge I have in terms of helping people craft their stories and being able to tell it as well. So that that is when I determined what my true purpose was. Awesome. And you said something else there. You said that you were diagnosed yes. with bipolar. Yes. So my question is, do you have bipolar? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is interesting. That is interesting to me because how many people are diagnosed then with bipolar that don't actually have it? Yes, I for 10 years was on and off several medications, um, which eventually led to kidney cancer. Um, but my mind is powerful. My mind is very powerful. I just spent years using it in the wrong way. And so with some holistic healing and going on this journey, I was not bipolar. I may get irritable. You know, I may have some extreme lows, but I have the power to change that, not the chemicals, not the medicine. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that for sure. So, you know, without giving away too much of your chapter, because we definitely want people to read your chapter. I always think that bottom to top is going to be one of those books, you know, like an Oracle book, like you just open it up and whoever's chapter opens up that day, you'll, you're just going to read that one. It's going to have that message for you. But how did you know, how did you know you'd hit bottom? Like what were the danger signs, the things that said, "Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. Um, I was completely. Uh, I don't even know if the word is uncontrollable. I, I, I was out of my body. I was on a daily basis, just um, surviving, literally. I was not living. I was not experiencing. I was totally just surviving. Now, I told you t- like 10 years ago, I was diagnosed bipolar. I had a very low point in my life at that point, which I wound up in a hospital. And I started to feel those. It was all too familiar. And one thing I realized is that I would never, 10 years ago, is that would never attempt to take my life. Right. That's not my call. Um, And so when I started to feel those feelings, when when I realized that that was an option for me, I I, I hit my rock bottom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So besides that option, what other options did you felt like you had? And for a, a long, long while, I did not feel like I had any other options, to be honest. Um, my family recognized what was going on and they're, you know, pretty supportive. Um, it was actually a divine intervention. I came in contact with a life coach and she was the one who changed my life. It was through that very first meeting um, that I gained just a little bit of strength, just a little bit that I need to make it to the next day. And we met daily for almost a week until I was able to get out of the bed. I mean, it was, it was, wow. um, it was extreme, but honestly, it was that divine intervention, that option that I had to live. Um, but she was sent to me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you said something there. Um, you said, you know, I met this life coach and she saved my life. Mm-hmm. I am going to reframe that for you because that's what I do. And mm-hmm. um, 
you met that life coach, but you decided to, to save your life because you could have just decided not to work with her. Right. Right. So you made the choice and you did the work. Yes. She gave you things to do. She spoke to you. You listened, you did the work and you saved your life. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And how long do you, do you feel it sort of went on before you felt some kind of a shift in you? You weren't there yet. I mean, we're all on our continual journey, but you know, when did you feel like, okay, something's happening here? I'm, I'm actually, you know, you kind of left that other option behind. Uh, honestly, the day was January 27th. I will not forget that. I started this journey. I met with my coach um in november the beginning of november um spent two months or so really putting in the work i found out i had cancer on january 27 wow it was that day that i realized what that work had done for me um it was that day that i saw before then i felt you know i felt really good about myself I felt um, enlightened. I started falling in love with myself. I started learning how to set boundaries. I started learning a lot, but it was when that hit me and the way that I handled it um, that let me know that I had completely grown. I had grown out of myself. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I just actually got the manuscript recently for the book and I haven't read everyone's chapters yet, but I'm definitely looking forward to reading yours. So when someone reads your chapter, Deirdre, Mm -hmm. what are you hoping you, what are you wanting them to walk away with? What is the message that you want them to get? Hope. I want them to know that there's always hope. And if you have hope and you are willing to put in the work, um, you can master your divine destiny. You can live. You can live, Mm -hmm. right? There's always a better life. There's always a better life. Um, for me, I, I like I said before, I spent so much time surviving and that's not what life is about. And so I want them to walk away knowing that you can live. You can live this life. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, you, you've talked to a lot of people since then. You deal with children, you deal with, you know, young adults. And, you know, what is your favorite strategy or tip or quote or something that you like to tell them, especially the ones when you can almost sense there's something mm-hmm. going on. Um, I, I, in working with my kids, I also serve as a mentor. I've served as a mentor in several capacities. Um, slow down. Like sometimes I, I tell my kids and I tell adults and I tell my friends, just slow down just a little bit, take a step back and assess. Look, look at yourself, look at the people around you, look at your situation. Um, life is meant to be lived, but it's not a competition. Um, it's a journey. There is a destination. We have no idea what that destination is. And so my thing is just slow down. Just it's it. I want everyone to take time to experience um, and create memories. Yeah. And good memories. Good, good memories. Mem- yeah. And that's a really great one. That's a really great one. You know, I tell that I, I say it a little bit differently than you, but definitely the same thing. And that is just to pause, take mm-hmm. a pause, take you a know, pause. and sometimes that pause is going to be just while you're sitting at a red light, mm-hmm. you know, just that moment of just sitting there and letting everything just slow down for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we're in such a rush. We're in such a rush. Where are you going so fast? Like we're always in such a rush. And we don't use what we've been given, our bodies. I mean, you can breathe. I have to say all the time, just breathe. Just take a few minutes and breathe and walk and open your eyes. And yes, it's okay to cry. When you cry, you release, you release those tears, you release tension. So use your body as well. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking this time and sharing you're this welcome. little peek into Thank your you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being a part of the book. Yes. And we'll be doing so much together in the future. But thank you again so much. And thank you all for listening. And, you know, we all know someone in our lives that may be struggling. And hopefully between the book bottom to top and this podcast and all the different episodes, there's you'll pick up a strategy, a tip, something that you can tell them, say to them outside of what you've already been saying, that will maybe let them know that there are other options. There are other ways to be. Yeah. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again. I'll be speaking to you all very soon. Bye-bye.